When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. Did you know what water sports meant? Did you ever know what water sports meant when you were young and looking at pornography? Uh, no. You mean like peeing on people? Yeah, that was like, not to divert totally, but like that was like <laughs> the only thing that would be like, like, uh, like, it'd be like porn, gay, lesbian, and then like a, a, a smattering of other like Asian ebony, they would call it ebony. And there would just be water sports. And I was like, I legit was afraid to click on it. And I thought it was a whole genre of people who like to fuck on, like, ski and stuff. <laughs> I think I'd rather I see legit, that. I, I, I legitimately thought that's what it was. Uh, and it only took one click for me to find out I was incorrect. Yeah, we were talking about that last week. People fucking feet. Now... Now the water sports. Oh, I yeah, just, we had the feet thing. All right. What am yeah. I missing? Listen. Why, why does none of that appeal to me? Am I just a square? It doesn't have to. To each their own, Dave. Yeah, yeah. So. To each their own. Yeah, I guess like with any of that so. activity, you've got uh, compartments. You know, some people are doing the peeing and some people like to be but peed l- upon. L- look at it like music, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of avenues to travel down to find what suits you. <laughs> and what a wonderful thing the internet did was bring groups together that thought they mm-hmm. were all alone out there. Yeah. Well, I don't know how to ask to be peed on, and I don't know <laughs> if we I do, can just pee on somebody. Th- we used to do that in high school. Uh, pee yeah, peed guess, on each other? Yeah, I guess I was into water sports and didn't even realize it, but... Uh, uh, definitely scratching a different itch, but uh, yeah, sometimes you'd shower, you know, after football practice, and uh, a little game, just you know, hey, who can we pee on while we're showering and them not notice? And uh, well, yeah, there's a there's a that's that whole umbrella of consensual that mm-hmm. I think you missed. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Jeez. Unless you find one friend who's like, ooh, let let me go next. <laughs> And then oh, I think you were doing something a lot more than just football. Yeah, that's true. Huh. Yeah, I didn't even realize I've partaken in these events. Okay. Yeah, well, unwittingly. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, to, that's, sorry for that uh, veering. He without but no, this is more, like a kite, it's kite, it's more like a kite surfing kind of community. Okay. Yeah, stuff like that. When they were, you know, everything kayaking. They got this big bend in the river. Everybody's out there was mm-hmm. fishing. Did a big old hike because oh, I did yeah? not bring like there's mountain bike trails. I didn't bring a bike. I thought the weather was gonna suck. I thought because on a weekend I don't like to ride on a mixed use trail because mm-hmm. I'd been out there before and just so many hikers. You can't. You just feel like you're in the way. There was nobody out. I should have brought a bike, but it was, uh, it was great anyway. So the Hood River, great show. Thanks for everybody that came out. It was a good time, and I stayed at a haunted hotel. Nothing haunted. Oh yeah, I think haunted. I think I think things are haunted now, just as a tourist attraction. It used to scare people off. Now it's like, oh, if your old hotel doesn't have a ghost story, mm-hmm. 
it's lame. Did you hear any of the backstories like of this particular hotel? It's like a, it's like being a stand-up comedian without previous trauma. It's like, well, why am I even listening to you? Yeah. <laughs> if you're not going to tell me about what went wrong in your life or what yeah. uh, what issues you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't know. Somebody somebody else was like, oh, well, this hallway, I saw something, this and that. They put me in some room that faced a, a, a pizza place parking lot. So I didn't... I, I, <laughs> I was only haunted by drunks coming out of the pizza place. That's, uh, that's all I saw. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was. They were good shows. It was a fun couple of days. And thank you to the folks that ran the Button Bridge Comedy Festival and the locals that just came out from the mountains to see some comedy. That sounds like but a it good was time. one of those shows too. It was one of those shows where it's like, oh man, I kind of I got my ass handed to me a little bit last weekend. Mm-hmm. I forget, you know, you forget these skills that you have to have. Like, oh, nobody in here knows who I am. Yeah. I should still be able to have a good opener mm-hmm. and win people over. Mm-hmm. And I've been getting a little too comfortable with my own crowd that I was like, ooh, those skills are getting dusty. And I found that out last weekend in Washington. Yeah. Still it was fine. It wasn't anything tragic, but I was like, oh, yeah, man, that's a real pitfall for comics. As you oh, get- for sure. Used to play playing to your group. It's like, no, I gotta win. I gotta win over new people, man. Mm-hmm. I gotta get I'm trying to grow. Yeah, I face that every time I just do, you know, spots in town or whatever. You you know, you come off mm-hmm. a tour where you you know, you're playing to people who are there to see you and you you know, it, it it gets in your head a little bit, like, yeah, I could do no wrong and then you do a coffee shop in Silver Lake with a bunch of people half your age and they're like, Why is this old fucker talking? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta Yeah. Keeps you sharp. Keeps you on so, your toes. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of drunk. Oh yeah, it was a lot of drunks in an Elks Lodge. Mm-hmm. But they were good. It was a good crowd. They were they were they were like rowdy, but like rowdy, like it was a, a rare rowdiness that the mic wasn't working real well Friday. And it kept cutting out, so they had to pause and try and fix it. And it was like mm-hmm. it's nobody's fault, you know. Shit happens. And then they're like, all right, well, we're gonna try and take a break. So everybody wants to go to the bar and get a drink. And Somebody's up and like talking again, you know, getting drinks. But then they started the show back up. Everybody got sat back down, and the the show was great. I was like, I thought that was like that's the death knell for any show of like ah, get up and commiserate. Yeah, you know, it loses the momentum, but it didn't. Everybody was on board, and even with the technical techie diffs, it was still <laughs> a good show. And so, anyway, that was my weekend, Dave. What did you do with your weekend? Oh man, I spoke goblins and ghouls, sasquatches and yeti. <laughs> Uh, what did i do i smoked a lot of weed and ate some korean barbecue look at dave on par for every weekend we've talked about the last two years yeah i was like uh 420 (laughs) might as well celebrate and then i'm like well how's this different than almost any other day of the week um but yeah i never gave much of a shit about uh that yeah you know it's well, especially if <laughs> I don't know. That's like me uh, celebrating cheeseburgers uh, one day a year. It's like, oh, okay. Well, this is what I do quite often anyway. But uh, sure, maybe I don't feel so guilty about it this one day. But, you by uh, yourself? Yeah, just had a little one man four twenty party. Uh, just you know, kicking it in my record room, listening to some records, smoking some some dubs, uh, exploring my mind. Got- how much do you get? I get, there's a critical mass for how much weed I can have. Mm-hmm. And it's not a lot where it's like, there's not like I'm getting further into my imagination or curiosity. Mm-hmm. I'm just like static. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. For me, it's the same. Like there's, it, it takes a while to get there. But then once I reach that certain limit, it's like, all right, there's nothing beneficial is going to come from this at this point. Other than me just getting that's hungry. almost, yeah, that's almost immediately for weed for me. Yeah. It's like the old, I don't know how many. Remember when TV channels would sign off? Oh yeah, like the last show of the night, probably Mash, mm-hmm. and then they'd play the national anthem, and then it would just be static before infomercials came. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. I did that that's with radio. What my brain does. Okay, <laughs> so you sign up. That's what my brain does pretty quickly with weed. Really. Yeah. 
I'm trying like, to think. Done, we're done programming thoughts for you, buddy. <laughs> God bless America. Here's some fuzz. Yeah. Watch some TV. Or or be panicked about something that does not deserve your anxiety, but mm-hmm. you're going to give it to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I As much weed as I smoke, I, I'm still not... Um, you know, as far as the different uh, types and whatnot, like, to me... Like, I can definitely tell the difference, like, after the fact... But uh, going into it, I, I never know what to expect. I can't remember, okay, well, I smoked this type last week and it did this, or I you know, I had a bad experience with this. Mm. It's just like, all right, wh- whatever Katie brings home, I just suck it down. Yeah. But, um, yeah, nothing too eventful. Yeah, went ate Korean barbecue and hit golf balls uh, with our buddy uh, Billy Wayne Davis. We went to – Golf balls uh, is a good time. Oh, man, it's a good time. There's this place in Koreatown. It's kind of like oh, – yeah. um, it's a multi-level. Like yeah, it's like a multi-level driving range. I think they got four or five different levels, but it's also like a Korean spa and a bunch of other stuff. So uh, there was probably at least Ooh, fifty club. fifty people out there hitting golf balls, and uh, three white guys: me, Billy, and his dad. He brought his dad, and uh, yeah, some of these uh, Asian folks are really into it. Like they had like there was crews out there with matching uniforms and uh just one guy had like three like, uh, three different bags one guy had three different uh sets of clubs and uh yeah hardcore he's, he's, maybe uh, he's trying them out you know he's yeah. taking them for an audit yeah but I, that's i think that's uh, cj sullivan had a joke about uh he's like the reason asians love golf i think they just like the space it's so crowded over there <laughs> <laughs> like they got so many people. They're yeah. just like, oh, look at this land. Yeah, let me out. Let me out there. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I'm not a big golfer, so I never think of that as like a, a recreational activity to consider. You know, I, only time I ever go to the driving range is I have a couple of different friends that are into it. But uh, it's a good time. I it's an I was, activity. I always think I'm fairly coordinated and athletic until I uh, try to hit a golf ball and just. You know, because I, I I can hit a baseball, or at least I used to could, but uh, and you would think it's similar, but uh, you, you'd think it'd be easier because the the golf ball's sitting still. But um, yeah, man, yeah, but then you got the, the different thing, man. Yeah, it's uh, you know, you got you've been to Top Golf. No, I hear that's a good time. Okay, let's go Boogie Monster Top. Why aren't golf courses ever haunted? They battlefield. You know they're building golf courses on some battlefields. Of course. Yeah. You know that. You know there's like a par three somewhere in like Virginia <laughs> that is just like it's like a dogleg over just at least a few dozen mm-hmm. Civil War soldiers. Yeah. Yeah, you would think. I, th- I mean, yeah, there has to be some uh, some crossover there. If no? you tell, yeah, if you tell somebody a place is haunted, people are going to see ghosts there. Mm-hmm. If you don't say it's haunted, you're like, oh, we just. If they didn't know, there's that, then golfers aren't looking for ghosts. No, they're not going to see ghosts. Mm-mm. I think a lot of it. I think I'm coming to realize how much is uh, truly psychological and seeding seeding the imagination. Mm-hmm. That's disappointing. You didn't have any experiences at a haunted hotel, though. I haven't had I, I, never. Yeah. Every hotel's haunted. Everything's haunted. I still have never seen a ghost. Man, I'd like to. No, it's uh, it's almost like maybe it's not real, or you have to be an incredibly you have to be like an antenna mm-hmm. of psychic energy to see it. Yeah, and. There are not many of those specially equipped individuals out in the world. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's the matter. I think mm-hmm. that's how it works. That some people are a little more in tune. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, old hotels always things creak, things do this and that. Golf courses. I did that joke. I I, I cut that joke from the special about how golf courses and cemeteries should be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Because Carlin had a joke about like letting homeless people sleep on a golf course. And I mentioned that too. It was too close. Yeah. Maybe it might come out on the audio. I think the audio is coming out. I might mm-hmm. let it go. But I was like, ah, shit, man. I, I've had too many jokes that are like, I don't know. It bothers me when they're close to other people's. 
Yeah, I mean, we've talked about that, but like parallel thought is definitely a thing. And what some of these dipshit trolls don't understand is like just because you're touching on a similar or the same topic doesn't necessarily mean I'm I'm stealing a joke. But more like, oh, this is a Carlin bit. Like, Mm -hmm. fuck, man, I, I don't I am not. I have not uh, watched the library of classic comedy, but if no. it's like a Carlin, but it's like, all right, I think I gotta, I gotta yank mine out of there. Mm-hmm. But eh, whatever. What's uh, you gotta go to Top Golf, Dave? Let me go back to that. You gotta go to Top Golf. It's like a game. They track the. There's a little tracker in the ball. It tells you how far it goes. Okay. You get points. You aim at little targets and everything. Hmm. They bring you beer like a bowling alley. They bring you stuff to your little stall lane there or whatever you got yeah pod that sounds fun man i saw a it's video a recently do you know who uh mike trout is does that name ring a bell i uh, didn't name see baseball player yeah good job buddy good job uh arguably the most talented baseball player on the face of the earth um you could throw his teammate oh, in okay. there Sh- shone otani he's also in that discussion but uh for years, probably in his 12th season, 13th season maybe, but uh, for the last decade, just the LeBron James of baseball. Like, this guy's the best. But there's a uh, there was a video recently of, I think he was at Topgolf, him and uh, pr- I presume some teammates, uh, but it shows him hitting a ball, uh, driving, and just using all his baseball skill and power and that ball, I don't. It just disappeared into the night. But it was one of the most impressive. You only see the beginning of it. You know, a hundred feet later, it just disappears. But like, it was one of the most powerful drives I've ever seen. Just absolutely, just destroying a golf ball. Did it get it to the the destination? Yeah, there's no telling where it went. But uh, that's. I think that's. I was talking to Katie about that the other day about people who don't. She's she could care less about sports. But I was trying to articulate like, okay, why do I like sports? Or the people who like sports, why do they like it? I think it's just uh, human physical achievement. Just seeing somebody do something that, in theory, everybody can do. You know, if you're able-bodied, everybody could jump up and try to touch something or everybody Mm -hmm. could in theory throw a ball or try to swing a bat but to just to see people you know eight billion people on the planet like oh this guy's probably the best at this little thing here and uh that's all that never gets old to me i could sit and watch crazy sports highlights you know just the fastest runner the strongest person whoever just that shit never gets old that's fascinating yeah, it's an exceptional version of the stuff we're all. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that goes for like musical ability and mm-hmm. yeah, anything really. Yeah, I like a lot stuff. of the. That, well, that's what you know. What like, no, nah, I'm. I've been watching a lot of TV. Rachel's been out of town. I've just been mm-hmm. plopping on a couch, crushing some series. Yeah, but like act like acting. Mm-hmm. Good acting, like it's good. It's never as impressive as like a physical feat, mm-hmm. like. Like there's an industry like that they've hyped up showbiz so much, mm-hmm. and as much as I don't watch sports, I do think that's more impressive than being in a movie, like than being acting in a movie. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure it, it's apples and oranges, of course, but the celebration of the Oscar and the most celebrated performance, I'm like, oh, that's good. You you retained the ability to make believe. Mm-hmm well into adulthood mm-hmm. but the fact that it's, 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 it's exalted like like oh my god the oscars and this just hollywood celebrated actors like i you should be more looked at like a good electrician mm-hmm. well yeah like, and oh I- you've diagnosed a problem quicker and more efficiently than other electricians yeah but and I do. There's some. I won't say there's not some natural ability. Sure. But uh, yeah, the guy like the guy that freak the free solo dude who climbed up. Mm-hmm. Is that Mount Bali or like a half dome? So like, that's l- limitlessly more impressive than. Uh, oh, I've I've made myself sad. <laughs> When they said action. (laughs) Well, yeah, like art is subjective and sports is not like there's no debate 
when you see a guy run the fastest, like that's clearly the fastest guy, or that guy clearly scored the most points, or or gal, or they, whoever. Um, and I, I think that's also why I've always liked sports too. It's it's such a meritocracy. Yeah. Like there's no nobody's on the NFL team because they they their uncle knows somebody, you know. It's measurable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either you're, you're either you're performing well or you're not. And uh, yeah, there's no uh, there's no Nepo World Series winners. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that helps to a certain degree. You know, like if well, Michael Jordan got to play baseball. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's still that whole thing. Still, we talked about that years ago about. Uh, yeah, the conspiracy theory is that uh, he didn't just get bored of basketball and wanted to try baseball. He was about to get suspended because of some gambling stuff. So rather than yeah be suspended, he just took a hiatus to play baseball. But anyway, yeah, that's what I love about sports. I just love just everybody on the court tonight is there because they are the best at their position, not because of who their agent is or who their grandfather is or anything like that. So that's yeah. uh, sometimes that can be refreshing. It's like, oh, this is, this is the best person at this thing. And it's weird because that's why I got attracted to, like, BMX or skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Because you can rank it if you want to. Mm-hmm. But it's still, there's, like, style points. Yeah. There's still, like, oh, you, bo- you both did this same trick, but this mm-hmm. guy did it different. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, that guy, oh, by the way, like, one of the best skateboarders. Do you know you know the comedian Paul Rodriguez, right? Yeah. His yeah. son is one of the best, really? best skateboarders in existence. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, Paul Rodriguez. That's funny. That's the name of the comedian I remember seeing in the eighties. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, that's his kid. So like, you were like, what? I don't think it's a nepo baby if your dad was a famous comedian <laughs> and you just happen to be a, a phenomenal skateboarder. Yeah. But watching those guys, you know. Watching those guys like just without competition, surfing mm-hmm. or anything, those guys can exist without competition. Yeah. Just as like, oh, I do this thing really well with style. Like you can't exist as a great baseball player without competition. Yeah, that's a good point. So that that's where the art that's where the art part of those kind of sports mm-hmm. come into play for me. Like, oh, you're just famous because you're good, and look at this thing you did, and. Mm-hmm. You never did the X Games, maybe, but you just interpreted this architecture in a way to skate on it or bike ride on it. Yeah, and that that I dig that stuff too. Anyway, philosophical about athleticism. Man, something else sports related I've been watching lately is um what do you call it? like body weight exercises or um I don't know what the term is for like you see the guys, you know, in the public playgrounds doing pull-ups and chin-ups and doing all these weird oh, yeah. body positioning like some of that stuff is just insane. Like to see someone I've seen the thing I see a lot now is people doing push-ups but guess what? My feet are mm-hmm. off the ground. I'm doing a push-up. But yeah, oh yeah, that's just the circus. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, some of that Cirque du Soleil shit is talk about impressive physical feats of holy shit. Yeah, why, why did we ignore it? Why have why did have we been ignoring it for forty years because mimes were doing it? Yeah. <laughs> but now a guy like tapes himself with his phone in the gym. We're like, no way! Like, yeah, this has been happening. Yeah, whimsically like, with the French erotic circus that's come to town every year. Or like a guy will hold it. A guy will try to like do a, a pull up. Like he'll jump up and grab a bar and he'll do a pull up. But then he'll do that thing with his legs and feet, like he's climbing an invisible staircase. Like, what the hell? Like that's insane. Some of this stuff. Yeah. I've never felt many, older okay, and fatter. Can you do pull-ups? Is that, I know you do kettlebells. I know you're a strong man, Dave. I can't, how I've, are you in the, in the pull-up I've department? I've never been able to do an unassisted pull-up. Like I've just, I got too much really? body weight. I, I used to work out at this one gym that had like a pull-up machine where you, you stand up there and oh, you grab the assisted, bar. Yeah. yeah, and then you got the thing uh, below your feet that's kind of pushing you up a little. 
Yeah, that that was yeah. fun, and that makes you feel like you're actually doing it. But man, that pull up, especially for for fat dudes, like it's just too much. I gotta drop a hundred pounds before I can even think about doing a pull up. But uh, yeah, that, I, that it, I bought I bought one. Yeah, I bought a pull up bar over the pandemic before mm-hmm. we were like uh, gym members. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I know this is like a good exercise. Yeah, if you can do and it's it. It's got like it's got the pull up and the dip thing and the little mm-hmm. push up. Yeah, I could do some dips. Tubing. I could knock out push-ups. I could probably no shit knock out thirty-five push-ups right now, but uh, can't really? do can't do a single fucking pull-up, man. That's always been like the I... thorn in my side too. Like no matter how strong I was, I mean, there was a time in in my prime I could bench three hundred forty pounds, and I was I weighed one hundred and ninety, so I was I was throwing up three forty at one ninety, wow. and that's you know that's strong. But still couldn't, even at that time, couldn't do a fucking pull-up. Couldn't do one. And that's frustrating. It's like a different group of muscles. I, I think I can do what, where your hands are overhand. Mm-hmm. I could do, I think I can get two. What do you mean your Underhand, hands are Underhand, I bet you. I, oh, okay, gotcha. When your hands, like, like, like yeah. when they're forward, like how you, like, hold, a, like, a bicycle handlebar. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it wide though. When it's wide, the dudes that do those when they're wide, yeah. I don't even know how they're doing those. Uh-uh. Or one arm. See some of those dudes doing a one arm pull up. Get the fuck out of here with one arm. We're it's, not even talking about one arm stuff. It's, it's insane. Yeah, we're tied to I holding them for, towards me, holding my palms towards me. I can get. I bet you I could do four. It's crazy how much. But that's it. How much has changed? Anyway, in welcome that. to Boogie Monster Physical Fitness President <laughs> Presidential Fitness <clears throat> Week on the Boogie Monster. It is crazy. I used to be deep in that world, you know, as a teenager and stuff. And uh, like I said, even in my prime, I I didn't look. I didn't look great. I mean, I looked like I was kind of in shape. But now, like with the advancements and all the training techniques and the nutrition, and you'll see a YouTube video of like, oh, it's a fifteen-year-old football player he's you know and the guy looks like he's a 25 year old bodybuilder you know guys 180 pounds or bench pressing you know 450 pounds it's like good god it's insane and they're starting those kids young too like there's this uh what's the name of this uh youtube channel i wonder if the same argument that that people have about like trans children and treating them physically Mm -hmm. in regards to hormone blockers people also have about like athletes that are like a body that's still developing yeah yeah i think that's been a debate to do something like that to it yeah like um you know teenage bodybuilders and stuff like i i don't know all the the facts of course but uh yeah i I think some of that's got to be detrimental to your growth you know if you're just working out like a professional bodybuilder when you're 12 like that can't be good for you but yeah they're starting those kids there's this um what's that thing i there's some web series, it's called uh, No Days Off, and they just highlight teenage sports prospects and stuff. But now, I saw one the other day, there's like an eight-year-old, and he's like, oh, he's the next football prodigy. He's eight, and he's doing <laughs> all this like advanced training drills, like shit you would see you know, in the NFL training camps, like just crazy techniques and all different equipment, and like, this kid's eight. Like let him be a kid. Well, I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna love his dad for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not gonna come. I'm sure he's issues. gonna be thirty with advanced arthritis, <laughs> torn rotator cuffs, and absent cartilage. Going, boy, thank God, I didn't have any fun as a child. Yeah. Well, and sports are supposed to be fun for children. Mind. Like I feel like some of that just might tell that to some of the dads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was so glad. I mean, I, as you know, I was a big athlete when I was a kid, but I was so glad that my dad was chill with all that. Like, he, he pushed me and motivated me and stuff, but he never – there were, my dad – and he came to every game. My mom, they were very supportive, but I don't ever remember my dad or mom having an incident where they're screaming at an umpire, screaming at another parent. Like, man, some of those folks just go way overboard. I'll never have that problem, though. No, I didn't get benefits of not having kids. I didn't get pushed into anything. I got I got supported. Uh huh. I was like, well, you want to do this? All right, give it a shot. You want to do this? All right, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Man, but going ba- going think. back to those water sports, dude. If I if I lived 
I almost said <laughs> oh the which kind oh yeah no the actual uh, the, the the literal kind uh man my I parents live- got me into peeing on people <laughs> boy i'd be no what i'm trying to say is if i wish i lived i started to say i wish i lived closer to a body of water but yet i'm 12 miles from the ocean but um yeah dude no like if i lived near a river or something that god i would love to just start kayaking all the time and i guess i could figure out how to do that around here but oh dude yeah dave you you don't have anything to do that's true i have time you got belmont shores right there in long beach mm-hmm. where you lived yeah you you can do these things mm-hmm. you live near the water yeah but i don't live near like white water some rapids Yo, you think you were just going to be f- like level four rapids or whatever, <laughs> however they're ranked? I got really into it years ago. I probably went one summer. I probably went 20 times over the course of this one summer, me and a buddy. And dude, some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. So much fun. I mean, you got Kern River. You got Pyramid Lake. You got stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm what i need to do man i need to I get just, into water sports I, I just like lake kayaking i mean people could take that sound bite yeah. what are we talking about today dave let's talk about What's some scary let's talk about well it's not well it could be scary i wanted to delve uh, deeper into deep fakes we we're talking about ai last week and you had mentioned some deep fakes and man try <laughs> the first time i saw deep fake was I think uh, 2017 is when they really started to kind of pop up, but um, yeah, that viral video of Bill Hader, I think he was on Conan, and he was doing oh, doing, doing a Tom, Tom Tom Cruise, Cruise impression. Yeah, try explaining that to your parents or a, or a boomer of like, like how confusing must that be to someone who may be a little out of touch with current technology. And you see that on your TV, and you're like, what is that? Is that voodoo? What the fuck is happening? It freaked me out the first time. I was like, I just, I didn't understand what was going on. It's like, how does he make his eyes look like Tom Cruise's eyes? And then someone's like, that's a deep fake. And I'm like, well, what the fuck's that? Mm -hmm. Um, But deep fakes, they take their name from the fact that they use uh, deep learning technology to create fake videos deep fake uh what's deep learning technology you ask it's a kind of machine learning that applies neural net simulation to massive data sets now i don't know what the fuck that means but uh that's what this article says no i'm assuming i mean neural net simulation yeah yeah cgi um artificial intelligence effectively learns what a particular face looks like at different angles in order to transpose the face onto a target as if it were a mask. So it seems uh, somewhat more understandable now. But, yeah, imagine being a a senior citizen or or whatever, and the first time you see something like that, that's got to... I mean, it fucked with me. And, you know, I'm very tech-savvy. I'm up to date on all this shit. (laughs) So, I mean, you do edit the podcasting. Yeah, yeah, I, I... I sell myself short. You are, doing, you are doing more over there. I just email a file. You do. <laughs> um, let's see. Twenty. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Is it scarier? Is it scary to explain to old people that that's fake, or is it going to be scarier to try and explain what's real once this stuff becomes prevalent? Mm-hmm. Well, like, I'm. I mentioned that last week. Like, I don't. I'm now a skeptic because. I just assume that everything could be fake. You know, if you if yeah. with Photoshop and with CGI and now with deep fakes, like how the fuck is anybody supposed to trust anything they see? Like well, uh, I mean, I think the last few years have shown that information misinformation can spread like wildfire yeah. and a burn, just a mass burnout of people going, well, like we're saying now, like, well, I don't know what's what anymore. Mm-hmm. 
And you kind of maybe just give up on trying to find the truth. Yeah. And, uh, I'm 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 thinking more in a political sense of like, well, if both sides are just so full of shit and all this fake stuff, mm-hmm. what? Why am I even voting anymore? Mm-hmm. So now your voting numbers go down. Yeah. People who still vote are old people. Mm-hmm. That's that's the problem. Is like younger people get so uh, jaded by everything, and that's like, yeah, but you, that I was one of those people too. I was like, fucking voting. What the mm-hmm. fuck ever. It's like. God damn! Like, like I begrudge. I'm not happy about it. I'm not excited for the person that I'm voting for. I'm, it's never from a place of like, boy, I hope this person wins. It's just like, no, I'm just voting for the the the, the least, the lesser of two evils, mm-hmm. which is hardly a great choice for democracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if like all these deep fakes, everything, what if that starts getting like, well, it's the point of even voting. So it's the old people that do vote and believe shit. You yeah. know? Yeah. That's uh, who makes policy. People that aren't going to be alive in 10 years are forming the policy for people that are 23, but jaded by the system. Yeah. Uh, there's a scientist named Aviv Avadia. Uh, she created, uh, coined the term reality apathy. Uh, it's too much effort to figure out what's real and what's not, so you're more willing to just go with whatever your previous affiliations are. Um, oh, so what I said when I interrupted to you yeah, is exactly. you were getting to the point. Yeah, there I'm you sorry, go. Man. That's all right, buddy. <laughs> um, well, here's the thing, though. Here, here's why this is truly, or it could be menacing, uh, and dangerous not like on the surface it just looks like a, a cute parlor trick you know like oh look what we figured out how to do but uh think of all the negative implications that could come from really good deep fakes uh for example uh just last year there was a deep fake of um uh Zelensky, the U- ukrainian dude uh, president, I guess he's mm-hmm. a president. I, I forget who's a president, who's a prime minister, or whatever. But anyway, uh, was Vladimir Zelensky? Uh, there was a deep fake of him uh, calling on Ukrainians to put down their arms and surrender to the Russians, mm-hmm. which was not uh, the real Zelensky's message. But I mean, think about all the hypothetical scenarios where a deep fake could just be detrimental to public safety, to public health. What if there was a deep fake today? Uh, Biden holding a, a press conference that says uh, we're going to start firing nukes at Russia. Think of the mass hysteria something like that might create. Yeah, I don't think they do that through a press conference. Yeah, or, you know, whatever. But but uh, I understand, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's just there's just so many. I mean, think of like the criminal element. Criminals could make deep fake videos of someone else committing a crime that they actually did and be like, look, that wasn't me because – Especially like with back in the day, like when I was in law enforcement, like nothing was better evidence than a video. Oh, you got security camera footage of this guy breaking in. Like that was mm-hmm. the best piece of evidence you could have is, is video. But now, yeah, they can manipulate all kinds of things and make me look guilty, that guy look innocent, whatever, you know. And uh, any new technology is going to have new crime attached to it. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's scary, man. Um, of course, like most technology, uh, it kind of got started uh, in the porn field. You know, look at all the, uh, mm-hmm. the deep fake porn. Not that I would know. I say, hey, look at all the deep fake porn that's out there right now. <laughs> but I, I mean, I remember that years ago. Like, uh, not not the deep fake that we're talking about, but you know, when you'd see. Hey, it's a naked body, and then there's a celebrity's face is airbrushed onto it, or you know, uh, photoshopped yeah, onto it. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston with a different skin tone and mm-hmm. a Photoshop that makes it look like her neck is broken. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like imagine, like bribing politicians, or you know, sexual assault allegations, uh, in- anything, you know. There's just so many negative ways that people could use this. Um, or, or the other way of like, oh, no, it was a deep fake. Like the whole, oh, no, my phone got hacked. Mm-hmm. Or somebody gets caught cheating or something. Like, my phone got hacked. Oh, no, that's a deep fake. I didn't do that. That's well, a deep fake. Yeah. Or just 
denying yeah just mm-hmm. de- oh it's fake news mm-hmm. no that's fake news just deny just yeah. deny and move forward it's the opposite of improv mm-hmm. there's no yes and it's no no and mm-hmm. that's that's the yeah deny election results deny fa- like just keep charging forward yeah i oh man uh, the Brookings- what do you think? Do you think they got to teach kids in school about it? Do you think like that's got to be a class of like oh just like learning oh, great misinformation point. and man, that's a great point in general. Think of think of uh, I mean, neither one of us are in the educational system anymore, but like I'd love to to talk to a, a teacher. Talk or- about dog. I'm in the school of hard knocks right now, dude. <laughs> Getting a graduate degree, bro. But what are kids? learning these days that we didn't even know existed 25 years ago when we were in school or whenever that was it's longer than that now but uh, yeah i mean that's a great point are they gonna are there gonna be classes on how to identify deep fakes how to identify disinformation like that's uh i just don't know i read what good could come out i of read this. it's i know i read too much reddit but mm-hmm. uh i don't participate i just read mm-hmm. uh I mean, occasionally, like, like, put, like, bike, or, like, I'll put a stand-up video or something up, but I can't get caught in that world of commenting, but reading mm-hmm. about how how much, you talk about, like, what kids know now, like, how much porn has affected how people fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, people fuck because they think that's how it happens in the move, like, and if there was a joke in that show, beef that i was talking about last mm-hmm. week where they're talking about like oh it's a whole generation that thinks like like that choking is normalized in mm-hmm. sex now because oh it's porn and i i mean i was doing a joke before before i saw the joke at beef i'm like god damn here's another one but just about like oh everything's got to be a kink now like everything's got to be whipped up now we're back around to the water sports but mm-hmm. back around like everything's got to be wild it's like it doesn't you know, sex could just be good, and you could add like good things to it, like mm-hmm. ice cream or something. <laughs> Not lack of oxygen. Yeah, but but that they made the joke like, oh, it's like the, their generation normalized choking during sex. It's like, oh yeah, kids. It's some like one comment I read, like I, I, again, whether you believe him or not, like, oh yeah, guy, like. Having sex with a woman doggy style, but like angling it outward. It's like, oh, because that's how you see them do it. So the camera can see it in porn. And now that's how you have sex with a woman naturally. Like, oh, yeah, that stuff. Mm, Yeah, I think it can fuck with the mind a little bit. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. So more than more than a little bit. I saw something the other day, uh, not on a porn site, but on uh some, I think it was a news thing. Uh, age play, you know about age play. Uh, I'm a grown, I mean, I'm a grown man, and uh, the way I have sex with my wife is I pretend to be a little baby. Well, I don't know if they're the oh, sexual yeah. part, but like it was, a, it was, I had this article. This grown man, he was like 45, and he's in a diaper. Mm-hmm. And he's sucking on a pacifier, and he's rolling around on the ground, and his wife yeah. is feeding him baby food. And uh, A, I don't understand that at all. And B, I don't understand how they connect that to sex. What the fuck, man? Well, again, man, it's not, you, you know. I know. Can't judge. Sex if positive. It's, you know. If it's, it's it, yeah, it's weird to me. It's weird to me, mm-hmm. but you you two special people found each other. <laughs> All right. Oh man. Uh, go yeah, on. it's a whole a whole a whole world of fun stuff out there for people that are uh, open minded. I guess going back to this uh, deep fake stuff, it's actually uh, affecting or could affect the business world as well. Um. Reading this article about uh, the three types of fraud, 
associated with deep fakes in business. Uh, it's one called C-level fraud. It's the most uh, prominent method. As a result, fraudsters no longer seek to persuade uh, an organization's employee with a fake email to transfer money, but rather a call, a phone call that makes the caller sound the same as their boss. So you could uh, receive a phone call from your CEO or your boss and want you to transfer these funds or whatever, and you're like, all right, Tom, whatever you say, you're the boss. And uh, that wasn't Tom. That was a, a fraudster scamming you out of money. Imagine having a shitty boss, too, that you'd be so afraid to double check because mm-hmm. you'd look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, that's just from Ferris Bueller's day off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I mean, that's not even a deep fake. That's just, oh, this guy does voices real well. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Get a, we'll get a Domian on the phone. Scam some people. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, like, um, especially, uh, well, it's, it's funny how some of this to- technology kind of uh, contradicts other technology because, like, uh, with the facial recognition thing a few years ago, everybody thought that was going to be the end all as far as uh you know personal security with devices and whatnot but shit mm-hmm. now that you can deep fake i mean I, it's just a matter of time if it hasn't happened already no, maybe, people hack maybe it. that's how they maybe, your phone memorized your face so mm-hmm. you can unlock it mm-hmm. from all the different angles and then somebody hacks your phone and now they got that digital information on how to map your face mm-hmm what? Shut the fuck up. Speaking of that, my Apple Watch thought I said something to it and I didn't. Everything's listening all the time. Oh, of course. Dave, everything's listening all the time, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's and how they get you. we are okay with it. Um, how can, can you talk s- about not being okay with it. You're okay with it. <laughs> uh, they say uh, one way to prevent a deep fake. Let's say uh, you're on a Zoom call uh, you know, or whatever with someone. And for whatever reason you think they might be a deep fake, if if you and I are zooming together and I think it's someone pretending to be you, I would ask you to uh, turn to the side. Let me see your facial profile, because apparently yeah. uh, that's that's one of the hardest things to replicate is uh, you know facial vantage points from the side or a profile. As a, uh, I guess it's a lot easier to just uh, fake somebody you know straight on. But then if, uh, really? yeah, yes, they want you to ask your uh, your person, hey, you know, hey, I know this is a bit awkward. I don't really believe it's you. Can you turn to the side and let me see your facial profile there? But what happens when we're just deemed, like, just a greater question for AI? And, and what happens when we're I'm deemed a threat because I've called, I've called Alexa and Siri a cunt so many times <laughs> that when... AI, when it's all becoming sentient, it's like, well, let's analyze who might be a threat. And it's uh-huh. like, well, this guy clearly doesn't like interacting with the machines. Mm-hmm. We'll get rid of him first. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm afraid of, buddy. That the machines, <laughs> no, I'm not a big fan of them. Do you have and a Alexa? They're going to maximum overdrive me Do you have Alexa once they get house? the chance. <laughs> Do I have what? Do you have Alexa in Alexa? your house? We had it before Rachel had one. Yeah. And I didn't know it kept a record of what you would say to it. Oh, really? And she came home one day. She's like, rough day? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you know I know what you say to Alexa. I was like, you fucking bitch! Wow. Play Peter Tosh, you fucking cunt! It it doesn't (laughs) recognize my voice. Rachel would talk to it and be fine. It was this real passive-aggressive shit. Oh, man. And it wouldn't recognize my voice or get it wrong. And it still is like that. In the car, Siri doesn't, like, it's something about the register of my voice. And it doesn't, it will not, like I'd say three times out of five, does not recognize my requests. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I can't get on board I, with that, man. I just, uh, I know that I'm partaking in every other possible way, you know, having a iPhone and having a MacBook and doing all this shit. But uh, I think not even the the AI and the security issues with uh, Alexa, but like, I don't know, man. Just 
Alexa, do this for me. Like, I don't know. I feel like she, at the very least I can cue up I, my own songs. I was self-conscious about it, too. It's different like, oh, I'm walking around the house cleaning and like, I do want to hear this song. Play it instead of having to stop and do my thing. Yeah. I that convenience when it worked was nice. Or now I realize the convenience for me is um, I, I'm wearing the fucking watch. Mm-hmm. I like the timers. I like setting alarms for things just with my voice on mm-hmm. my wa- on my wrist. Mm-hmm. You know, these things they do they they do come with conveniences. They do make life easier in certain ways. Now yeah. that's the conspiracy brain is that. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is I don't know, man. I think I'm just I don't I think I'm just falling out of the conspiracy theory racket. Yeah. Yeah, it's exhausting. And it's flooded. Mhm. It's like everything everything's the conspiracy now. Mhm. Like well, like the exhaustion people are talking like we were just mentioning with the deep fakes. What was it called? Reality exhaustion? Mhm. Reality apathy. Reality apathy. Mhm. I'm getting conspiracy apathy. Yeah. Everything's, everybody's out to get you. Mm -hmm. Then you'd be dead. Yeah. (laughs) You'd be dead. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you don't want to be that guy. Everybody's out to get you. Look at what Russia does. Yeah. If you, if you're really exposing the truth and the truth is a threat, you would be removed. Mm Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know the government is bumbling, but they would they get you. Mm-hmm. If you were really going to tell the world about the aliens that you saw at your underground base where you worked at, if they didn't want you to talk, they'd kill you. Mm-hmm. And if you are talking, they want you to talk. Mm-hmm. I will give them that. I will say that the government, I do believe, will eliminate a threat without... Blinking an eye. For sure. I mean, yeah. I still think they killed Kennedy. I mean, we go to whole whole wars over threats. Uh (laughs) What's a guy, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. More, I think it's probably a blessing that there's more internet sleuths uncovering the truth. Like, good, good, everybody. Go click clack away. (laughs) Uh, speaking of uh, AI, uh, McDonald's opened their first fully automated restaurant in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. No human contact whatsoever. Basically, uh, a giant vending machine. I'm sure there's got to be humans working inside the building somewhere, right? But none in terms of a uh, customer service capacity. Oh. But yeah, fully automated. First fully automated McDonald's in Fort Worth, Texas. So yeah, but like, yeah, it's just a hot food vending machine, like you're saying. That'd be impressive, though, if there was no, literally, no humans working there. I mean, obviously, you'd have to have someone deliver the frozen patties and what have you. But uh, that would be neat to go in and see, even in the back, nobody working. It's just robots making burgers. I mean, if they can make cars, they can make burgers. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. I'm talking about I'm talking about Mexicans. Um, I, uh, come on, it's a joke. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I feel indifferent towards that. Yeah. Like, well, you still need people to make the robots to make the burgers. Mm-hmm. Where are these teens? These. Uh, Gonna have roving packs of teens, jobless teens. What are the teens gonna do, Dave? Where's the job for the teens? Yeah, that's a good question. They don't even have my my main source of income as a teenager. I was a, I was a bag boy at uh, multiple grocery stores. They don't even have. Well, I mean, people bag that's stuff gone. up, but nobody takes it out to the car anymore. Wonder why that stopped. Yeah. Wonder why that stopped. Huh? Never thought of that. But yeah. Uh, well, what I mean, you had shopping carts. Yeah, but you had those back then too. I, I just 
Industry-wide, I guess they just uh, cut out that form of uh, customer service. It, like, it's, hey. o- it's almost like corporations saw where to trim the fat, mm-hmm. so more money went up the ladder, yeah. and a lot of things got streamlined. Mm-hmm. That's what I say at, at a job, like, do as much as you're getting paid for. Don't do more. Yeah. If somebody quits, don't pick up the slack. That mm-hmm. just will prove to them that we didn't need that other employee in the first place, and they mm-hmm. won't hire somebody else. Yeah. And I didn't think about it. I was always like, well, no, I'll let me chip in. You know, I thought some of these jobs, I, I still, I do think there are benevolent bosses in the world. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of them. But there's some, okay. But but for the most part, like, oh, we're so-and-so quit. So we'll all pick up the slack. Nah, fuck that. Hire another person. Yeah. Oh, we pick up the slack. Now you just the corporation, the business doesn't have to pay for that missing employee. And now you're doing more work than you were getting paid for. Yeah. I remember we used to gaslight customers. Uh, if we had a big order and it would take two bag boys to uh, carry it out to the car, we would always uh, just make small talk with each other. I remember being like 16, and one of our go to uh, sob stories was uh, he. My partner would just bring up, uh, so I hear uh, Susie's pregnant. And I'm like, yeah, number two's on the way. I'm like 16. <laughs> <laughs> little old lady eavesdropping like, oh, my God, I better tip this guy a little extra. But, yeah, we're always talking about our kids oh. just being a teenage fathers <laughs> in hopes that we get tipped more. I, why would – so – I'm still confused. So basically, they wouldn't t- take put the shopping cart out to the parking lot. No, it was just uh, we had these other carts. They 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 weren't shopping carts. I don't know if you remember those, but they were more kind of it's like a dolly almost with a couple little baskets attached to it. But yeah, they're just sure. when you go through, you know, the checkout, you throw your stuff on there. The clerk scans it, and then the bag boy bags it up, and then we put it in our cart. And then uh, wait for the customer to, to lead the way, and then we just follow them out and load it in their car. And usually uh, it's good for at least a buck. Sometimes if you had a big order, somebody might throw you a $5 bill. But, uh, yeah, it's a good gig. I la- We're sitting here talking about, like, deep fakes and AI and robots mimicking people. I honestly... I get impressed with the robot that they use to push the long lines of shopping carts. <laughs> out of the parking lot i used to have to grab that shit on my own yep working at a kmart pushing it through a snowy parking lot thinking like oh i can do 15 carts and mm-hmm. watching them just start to careen sideways into somebody's new corolla yeah <laughs> like oh fuck <laughs> and then you're running to stop the front one from flying off then the back one start rolling downhill <laughs> now i see this <laughs> This oh gosh Thanksgiving Day parade length of yeah. shopping carts coming and a guy with just a little motorized thing uh-huh. guiding them right into the front of the store. I'm like, whoa, the future is now. Yeah, I hope they make robots that can return shopping carts to the little little pin area there. That's still such a uh, measuring stick for a shit bag. Just return your fucking shopping cart. It's right yeah. there. Just walk twenty feet. And return your shopping cart. Come on. Still pisses me off well, when I see people do that. Some motherfuckers. I understand, Dave. Let's not we're not gonna follow people around the neighborhood now. <laughs> I hate it too though, I think. It, it's it's just a. Uh, it's how you uh how you uh think of the world around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a it's a matter of respect for your for the for the people around you that you don't know. That's a judge of a character. Mm-hmm. What's that? Yeah, it's how you, it's how you treat people that can't do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Is what speaks to your character. Yeah. Oh and boy. So, well, we sure figured out nothing. We're doomed today. We're doomed. I don't trust anything. Anymore. This has been a this has been a deep fake episode. We're both James and Domian. <laughs> Oh, James Adomian, one of the funniest human beings on the planet. How is he not yes, a megastar? Yeah. I don't understand that. Such a funny I think, dude. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't want to play the game. I don't know. 
So funny. A lot of people that are fantastically talented, but there's a game. There is a game involved. Again, the difference between Hollywood and sports. Yep. There's a lot of uh, just glaringly unremarkable people that are famous through Hollywood. <laughs> Boy, that's a diplomatic way to, to put it. Just, oh, God, a, just an unbuttered piece of toast that gets rocketed to the top. <laughs> D- doesn't happen in sports, and you're making me appreciate sports on a different level for looking at things that way. Yeah. Yep. All right. Good luck. Well, good luck with your hustle. Where are you going to be, Dave? Uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, June second and third, and uh, possibly Manitou Springs again uh, on the thirty-first of May. So that's uh, I don't know why I'm talking about shows that haven't been confirmed, but no, hopefully that, that <laughs> confirmed soon. But uh, Fort Collins has been confirmed. Uh, the Comedy Fort. You been there yet? You've been there, right? Comedy Fort's great. Yeah, I hear it's great. I'm looking forward to it. Never been. Fantastic club. Yeah, man. What you got going on? Got that second show at the Bell House in Brooklyn, May 4th, with some tickets left. White Eagle's got a couple tickets left. Hell yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I'm actually I'm doing more regional stuff. I'm in Roseburg tomorrow night. Roseburg, Oregon. There you go. At a place. I'm not sure where. Maybe Google things. I should do the same. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. Santium Brewing in Salem, Oregon. Thursday and Friday, I might be out at Black Rock riding a bicycle around. If you see me, don't laugh at me. I'm not good at mountain biking. Black Rock and Beats. I, I just enjoy it. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen you shred on the mountain bike, dude. You look like you know what you're doing. No, but you should watch other mountain biking. Really? That's why if I saw you swing a golf club, I'm like, get this guy ready for the PGA Tour because yeah. I don't watch other golfers. It's true. Hey, you mentioned you got an e-bike the other day. What What is that again? I forgot. It's got a little motor in it. Okay. Uh, it's not. It's just a little electric motor with a battery. Somewhat controversial in the mountain biking community. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, I'll be honest. I'm 46. My knees hurt, and I like the going down part better than I like the going up part. Good for you. And so some people think like, "Oh, that's taken. Uh, you got to earn it." I've earned. I've I've pedaled up many a things, mm-hmm. and I've earned it. I'm not, you know, I'm not accessing stuff that's out of my league because I have an e-bike all of a sudden. Yeah. But people are just feel like it's uh, it's not pure to the sport i'm like oh i'm sorry did you drive your bike to the yeah exactly trailhead what do you care you should have ridden there you should have ridden to the trailhead because otherwise you are using an assisted you are using an assist by Uh driving your bike to the trailhead you should have ridden your bike all the way there oh you bought a bike and whatever build it out of scrap metal you 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 should yeah you should have crafted one but it's it's (laughs) i honestly i don't think anybody's that upset again it's more just inner you for internet comments are not the real world nobody's having this fight in the parking lot of a trail system somebody might be like oh before i got an e-bike i would see people on e-bikes and be kind of like must be nice and you give them if they're your friend you give them a little shit and i would make fun like at least act like you're out of breath so we don't feel so bad you know just just but but being silly but all i saw was a guy that got to do five times the amount of laps that I got to do uh-huh. because he got to go up the hill and then do all the fun jumps down. I only want to do the fun jumps down too, but I only got enough <laughs> athleticism to get back up twice. And this guy can do it five times. Let me, yeah, of fucking, of course, that's what I want to do. I'm old. I'm not getting younger. I'm not getting in better shape. I want to keep doing the things <laughs> I like for as long as I can keep doing them. Well, good for you, buddy. Don't take no shit out there. I ain't taking no shit. Don't give me no shit. I ain't going to take no shit. No zero shit commerce going on with me. Don't start no shit. Won't be no shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, all pack right, lunch. Dude. Pack a lunch coming out. Pack a lunch. Pack a lunch coming out next May week. May 5th. Shocks and struts out there right now. Oh, uh, I don't know if you follow uh, Dave's Record Room on Instagram. I didn't tag you. 
because we're pals, but I uh, I finished my Kyle Kinane vinyl I discography. I, uh, I f- did you? I, I got I got everything you got out there, buddy. Waiting for Shock and Why don't you? Do- I'll on. give it to you. You've given me stuff, but I think I even asked about uh, the the one that I didn't have was uh, Loose in Chicago, and I couldn't find that anywhere. And I finally found it uh, online, uh, and I, I, I snagged it. So now I got the full discography. I think I might only have one of those. Yeah. If I'm yeah. being honest. I yeah, wanted I the I uh, one. you you put that one out. Uh, there was a, a pressing you did a couple of years ago on Record Store Day. I think it was um, either clear or orange vinyl or something. That's the one I got to find. Oh, is it? I got a regular old boring black vinyl one, but uh, nonetheless. I, I don't even know. I don't even know which one I have. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a little little milestone on the record collection. I got all, all the right. Calcanade stuff, so look at me. I got valuable, valuable record collection. I was into them before it was cool. So yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you were. Well, fuck yeah. Well, good times, buddy. Oh yeah, speaking of vinyl, uh, yeah, pack lunch May fifth on YouTube, but uh, right now available for pre-order at blondemedicine.com. So uh, limited number of those. Uh, I think they're going fast, so get on that pre-order. Two LP colored splatter vinyl. Uh, We'll take your money now, but it ships in August. So get on that. Yeah, part with your money. That's right. Give me your money. Give him your money. Well, good times, good times, buddy. Uh, get out there and get rad. Enjoy some water sports, uh, or or some kayaking. Uh-huh. Well, whatever you're into, mm-hmm. you know. That's right. People are into weird shit. Be safe. Be consensual. I'm gonna get weird. Put on a diaper and have Katie spank my bottom. So. Uh, Honestly, the way you eat, I don't think a diaper is too far off. <laughs> I think you're about to do that astronaut girlfriend thing to a buffet one of these days. Uh, we go mudding. That's surely that's a thing too. If water sports is a thing, going mudding. Go mudding. <laughs> oh goddamn! All right, I'm gonna throw up now. All right, buddy. There you go. You uh, keep it. Talk to the you dishes. later. We'll talk to you next week. The Boogie Monster.